Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder. The story you're about to hear was told by Kim Grant in September at our events at the Grand Imperial Hotel in Silverton and James Ranch, north of Durango, when the theme was water. Thanks to the Silverton Theater Mind for helping us work with Silverton storytellers. Kim Grant lives and works in Silverton, Colorado. The San Juan Mountains have been her home for nearly 20 years. She works as a ski guide in Silverton and Alaska, and also founded and runs the Summer Silverton Farmer's Market. If she's not out kayaking, mountain biking, or skiing, you can find her spending lots of time with her new Bernese mountain dog puppy, Oliver. Here's Kim's story. I didn't think I would get nervous, but I am. My story relates to water in the frozen state. And um, in 2005, I went to Valdez, Alaska to begin my first season as a helicopter ski guide. And on one of the days that I was going out into the mountains to go training with a fellow gal that was also training to be a ski guide with me, we took a couple of girls from the lodge who were servers um, for them to come out and have some fun. And one of the lead guides, Sam, who had been there for a while, took us out for the day. Um, We woke up in the morning. It was one of those quintessential Alaskan days that had snowed a couple inches, you know, not a lot by Alaskan standards or anything, but enough to coat the mountains with a beautiful blanket of white snow, making everything just super beautiful. The sun was shining. Um, so the sun was shining. It was just a gorgeous day. We, we went out skiing. We had a great time, saw a bunch of terrain, learned a bunch. We were just had great stability, good conditions, and it was just a really good training day. We worked really hard. And on the way home, we were flying in the heli, and Sam kind of turned around and looked at us and was like, should we just do one more? And we were like, yeah, let's go do one more. So we thought we'd go do another run for, for fun. And um, so the helicopter took us over to the top of a mountain, close, kind of close to the lodge on our way back. And... Um, when you go heli skiing and you get out of a helicopter, it's kind of this crazy whirlwind event of all kinds of stuff going on around you. The rotor blades are spinning. There's spin drift of snow and everything in your face. You can't see anything. It's super loud. The helicopter's crazy. There's smell of jet A fuel. You kind of have your eyes open, closed. You can't really see much. Um, you can sort of every once in a while, you get a glimpse of the yellow helicopter right there and you're getting all your gear out and it's really kind of a hectic, exciting moment. There's tons going on. Your adrenaline is pumping. And so we're getting all of our gear out of the helicopter and have everything down on the ground, holding it. The helicopter takes off to go find a spot to land at the bottom of the mountains. And um, you just look around and you just can see everywhere that you see from miles and miles and miles are just huge peaks covered in snow and it's just a beautiful day and you watch the heli fly down it looks like a little mosquito down there trying to find a place to land and um, as soon as that helicopter takes off it, it it completely changes your whole aura your whole feeling your whole being changes and um, it just turns super quiet and it's a super peaceful one of the most beautiful moments that you can experience on top of a mountain So we uh, grab our packs and don our skis and ski down the ridge as a group, making a bunch of really beautiful turns on the ridge and come to the top of a run. And um, like a lot of uh, ski runs in Alaska, you can't really quite see the whole entire run. You can kind of see the top and you can sort of see the bottom, but for various reasons, you can't quite see the whole spot 
the whole run and exactly what's going on. And I'd never been to this um, area before and I never skied this run. So it just looked like a little kind of shoot, little couloir, if you will, that kind of dog leg down. And Sam said, you know, we're not really, he's like, we're just, this is a fun ski run. We're not really worried about a whole lot here, just surface instability. And um, I'm gonna go down here and I'll be underneath these cliffs. And if you guys wanna take the easy way down, you can ski down this little shot, ski past me and I'll, guide you out to the bottom of the run or if you want to take something a little more adventurous you can go out on the right side here where these rocks are and ski out that direction and kind of pick your line and I'll kind of help from the bottom tell you which part goes through so um, he takes off and cruises down around the corner and we have radios so we can talk to each other and he calls the first skier and uh, um, Danny decides to go and she just makes a few little turns down that couloir just her purple jacket just kind of disappears around the corner and then you see her pop out the bottom she looks like a little ant down there and then uh Mary goes next and she's like I'm just gonna pick off a little piece of this snow on the right and she does the same thing and poof her green jacket goes around the corner and then she's the second little ant down there at the bottom run out and you can see her and so it's uh Jess and I kind of look at each other and I say I say go ahead Jess I'll bring up the rear no big deal and uh, so she just takes off. She's a, she goes out a little more to the right to those lines um, through the rocks. And I hear Sam kind of tell her which way to go through there. And she's a really strong, beautiful, graceful, flowing skier. So she just makes it look super beautiful. And her red hair and her red jacket just disappear off the cliffs. And, um, and then you see her pop out uh, as a little ant. And so it's my turn to go skiing. And I was like, wow, Jess's line looked really fun. I think that I will head out that way too. And so I start traversing across the mountain to get out over there where Jess was and kind of cross over where her track is. And then all of a sudden I start feeling like something just doesn't feel quite right to me. I don't really, all the hair on the back of my neck just stands up and I just, I don't feel good. I immediately tell myself that I'm completely out of my comfort zone and I don't want to be here. I hadn't quite thought about what it was that was, uh, made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I was new at this whole thing and hadn't quite figured out what my intuition, how that was guiding me. And, um, so I decided I wanted to get out of there. So if, as you guys, a lot of us hang out in the mountains my my skis were pointing to the right and I wanted to get back to the left so as a lot of us do when you want to get back to the other side you make a kick turn kind of pick your foot up and spread your foot out this way and you're just kind of straddled on the mountain and I looked over this way to my right to kind of just push down a little with my right foot to get some momentum to bring my foot back around this way and the second that I stepped my foot down on the snow, put a little extra weight on there, the whole snow, the whole mountain just went whoop. And my heart just did the same thing. And I look in this direction and I just see nothing but cracks and snow moving to my right. And I'm like, I gotta get back to the left. So I turn this way and I look up above me and all behind me up here is just snow above me cracking where I want to be over here, snow's cracking and moving. 
and I think to myself, I'm going to have this thought that like, holy cow, I got to get out of this scene. This is no good. But I didn't even have time to have that thought. I couldn't even finish that thought. I had to be like, okay, you got to survive. The next thing that you have to do is you got to get up. You got to get your skis off. You got to get And Before I could even finish any of those thoughts, I was turning my foot around and the snow came and just knocked me from behind. So here I am like upside down, head down, going down a mountain, going down a run that Sam told me had some cliffs at the bottom. I'd never been on it before. And I'm just upside down. And I hear this little voice on my shoulder. There's like this little head on my shoulder and it's my boss. And um, every guide meeting would be like 30 minutes or 45 minutes of snow science and technical stuff and learning was like school. And one day he was talking to us about how to survive an avalanche and it was like you have to just swim and kick and fight and swim and kick and fight if you don't swim and kick and fight you're not going to survive so here he is just like this little head on my shoulder like swimming kick and fight swimming kick and fight and I'm like okay I'm swimming and kicking and fighting so I'm like kick my skis off kick my heels down my skis fly off and I'm just like swimming and kicking and fighting and swimming and kicking and fighting and I'm swimming and kicking and fighting and finally I'm like I can't do this anymore I can't do this. I'm so tired. Where's that cliff? Like, I'm going to free fall off this cliff. I can't fight anymore. It, it, I'm so exhausted. I just can't do it. And I, I just gave up. I was so tired. And I knew that I was going to fall. I was waiting to just free fall off of a cliff. And all of a sudden, over the radio, I hear this voice. And this voice says two words, okay, Kim. Little did I know that that was a cut off radio transmission and I didn't copy the whole thing, but thank goodness, because I heard those two words, okay, Kim, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm okay, Sam sees me. Like, I'm wondering this whole time, does anyone even know where I am, what's going on? I'm like, oh my God, Sam sees me, this is awesome. He just told me I was okay, it must be coming to an end. Like, I'm at the bottom, this is awesome. And so I'm just like still getting worked. And then uh, I just like, whew, lighten up. And I just, I just, I just lighten up, like everything changes. And then all of a sudden, the snow just stops moving and I come to a rest facing, ah, it's soft, facing the mountain and the avalanche in snow that was, hadn't set up yet in this most perfect, like, lawn chair, lawn chair position, just like <laughs> spaced out, looking up, just like birds flying around my head, just spaced out. And, um, Turns out that Sam was asking me if I was okay because he had no idea where I was or what had happened to me. He thought I kicked the avalanche off and he thought that I was still at the top of the mountain and that I was okay. And uh, so the thing that I've learned from water in its frozen state being snow is uh, to listen to your intuition. And that's what, that's what keeps me alive in the mountains. And that's my story. <laughs> Thanks, Kim, for telling that story. 
Our next storytelling event will be a story slam with the theme of family on November 30th at the Sunflower Theater in Cortez and December 1st at the Durango Arts Center. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. We are currently looking for storytellers for our upcoming events in February of 2019 when the theme will be love. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. Thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. And thanks also goes to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about all the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Find out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. And finally, our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. Now for an outtake. <laughs> oh, I felt like I was kind of craning a little bit on that, so oh, yeah. it wasn't really in a comfortable spot. Okay. And we have to be careful about page rust- rustling. Get it yeah. out. Get it out. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Okay. <laughs> I can, yeah, I do know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do know. <laughs> I know you know. Like your hat. been chastised. Oh, thank you. That's someone amazing. Who gave, gave that to, to you? <laughs> Did someone, someone, someone like, it's like someone that like cares about you? Very gave it much. to you. <laughs> so like, like they I've had really many compliments on this hat. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. <laughs> enough <laughs> about this hat I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay.